0: Welcome back. Monday, May 10th, 2021. Hope you all had a great weekend and a great Mother's Day. Bill, uh, good to see you, sir. What would I call you if I wanted to do the Adam Corolla injury? I am Bull Brian. What would I call you? How do I do you?
1: And how would I respond? I don't know. i need one.
0: Uh, yeah. Producer Bill, is that what you want? I don't know what to do. All right. Anyway. Um, I wanted to dispense with my typical monologue today because I was driving into work and I could not get out of my head two things going on here, which is really one big thing. And we're going to bounce around here from this story so that it'll probably be forgotten in another week. But the consequences, I think, will be long term. And... Overarching in your head, what I want you to be thinking about is the uh, dictum you first heard from Barack Obama and now regularly repeated by Democratic elected leaders, particularly those who reside at 1600 and um, the Blair House and the Naval Observatory. Um, We are days away or pick your pick your pick your quantifying number. From transforming radically transforming fundamentally transforming America, the fundamental transformation of America, how do you do it? Where would you start if you were willing to fundamentally or wanting to fundamentally transform america you might you might you might start with the economy, of course, uh, the economy and what people uh, can earn can keep can spend their money on, um, what kind of businesses can not expand, what should be contracted. Uh, by contracted, I mean shrunk. Um, they're, they're, th- th- that's certainly one way to do it. You can blow up an economy. Another way to do it might be to blow up a culture and a country. Um, the first thing of which every country has is borders. You need to know what the country is you're talking about, the race in Latin, the R.E.S., the thing itself. What are the geographical properties of this country? And there is half of a country now that doesn't think we need to have them when it comes to our bottom half, our south. Um, That's a way to end a country, uh, ending its borders. Destroying its borders destroys a country, uh, whether aggressively uh, through war or uh, whether through um, self-immolation and self-destruction. And uh, self, uh, self-erasure. self Another way to do it is to bring in any number of um, harms and crimes and undesirable uh, effects on people. You could bring in criminals, you could bring in drug dealers, let's say, you could bring in uh, those who are engaged in human drug and sex trafficking uh, and indeed in child uh, labor and slavery. You could bring those in too to destroy a country. It wouldn't take long, uh, especially when you think about the toxicity and lethality of uh, the kinds of drugs that these cartels are interested in. You import a cartel, you can destroy your country. And if you think I'm overstating it, ask Mexico. Ask Mexico how much control it has compared to the cartels. We can do that here. We can do that here. Another way to do it is to change your education system and not train up children uh, in the way they used to be trained, but train them up, as the Bible says, in the way they should go, depending on how you believe children should go in this country. And if you have a movement in this country that thinks children should taught, be taught race, should taught to be racist, should be taught that America was not founded in liberty and equality, but in slavery and uh, misery, you can change a country. You can change a country. Reagan said it takes a generation. It's about 30 years. You can do it that way. Another way you can do it outside of education is uh, by fundamentally changing its institutions and the purpose of them, the purpose of an institution, the cause, the end point. Um, this, this, this goes back to classical, classical uh, uh, philosophy. Aristotle called it the telos. What is the point, the purpose, the end of a thing? Well, what's the point and end of something like the CIA? What makes America um, safe on the world stage, safe at home? What helps our allies? um what puts down inimical uprisings and keeps us ahead of the curve on uh rising and raging coups uh dictatorships anti-western anti-humanitarian causes um institutions cartels that's what the CIA used to do that's what the CIA used to do it seems an important function it seems an important function that doesn't need to replace a psychiatric office. The CIA does not need to be in the business of treating personality disorders. It doesn't need to be in the business of treating, um, of, of, of treating emotional uh, wreckage and coming to terms with individual journeys on the roads of their trying to understand and figure out their sexuality. But that is what the CIA has indeed become. At least that's what they want us to think it has become. Otherwise, they would not be putting out the kinds of ads that they are putting out. We played one from a uh, female Uh, Was she an agent or in research? I don't remember. But we played one from a female uh, last week, and I thought, they're going to get enough pushback. We'll never see a thing like this again. But lo and behold, they double down. You want to play the original? Do we have time for it? Play the original.
2: When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome. But at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud, first generation latina and officer at cia i am unapologetically me i want you to be unapologetically you whoever you are know your worth command your space
0: i want you to be unapologetically you whoever you are could that does that apply to the people she's in whose country she's working and investigate if this really you want you want everyone to be who they want to be really what does that say um about putin do you want him to be who he wants to be or the president of president xi or the head of north korea or you know i would like you to go after uh zayman al-zawahiri i'm an al-zawahiri sorry i'm an al-zawahiri he's the head of al-qaeda Uh, He has been the number two of al-Qaeda since Americans knew what al-Qaeda was. By the way, do you want him to be whoever he wants to be? No, of course you don't. You're lying to us. You know that. You know that. And as far as I'm concerned, the CIA's narcissistic personality disorder wing uh, needs to be put to an end. I thought this would end it. Uh, But no, there's a new ad, and we'll tell you about it when we come back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Portions of which are brought to you by my friend Solar Sandy, the woman who brought integrity back to Solar in Arizona. If you're tired of power increases coming every single every single season, every single year, even additionally by the month, especially as it gets hotter in Arizona, and you're contemplating solar, you want my friend Solar Sandy. She actually figured out how to truly zero out your power bill. It's important when you go solar, you do it the right way. And Solar Sandy has the formula and she is the right way. If you sign up now, she'll pay your power bills for one year and your solar panel payments for one year, and you will receive a $1,000 bonus at signing. She'll do appointments by Zoom or in person. And I want you to read the testimonials on her website, AskSolarSandy.com. She wants to um, help you out. Put more money in your pocket. Again, you get a $1,000 bonus at signing your solar panel payments covered for one year and your power bills for your first year. To get started, go to AskSolarSandy.com and let Sandy do all the work. Or give her a buzz at 623-850-8229. Or go again to her website, AskSolarSandy.com. Um I was talking about that ad from the CIA a week ago. I thought it would put them out of the ad business. Um, But no, they doubled down. By the way, that woman um, who who does that ad and is talking about how she's, you know, a cisgendered female millennial um, who can wax elegant, can change a diaper with one hand and something with a toddler on the other. I am educated. I earned this job. No one gave it to me patriarchy, be damned. She says patriarchy is what gave her imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome doesn't depend on patriarchy. You know what imposter syndrome is, right? It's the belief that you don't deserve the job you have or to be where you are. It has nothing to do with male, female patriarchy. And if you want to know why it doesn't, let me tell you why. We've already had a female director of the CIA. If you think it's a great achievement to become a CIA analyst or a CIA recruit as a woman who's cisgendered and that we have broken through some ceilings, kid, you need a little history. We've already done better than the recruit. We did the director of the CIA. And by we, I mean Donald Trump. Do you want to admit to that, by the way? Donald Trump admitting uh, appointing a female director of the CIA first ever. How How much coverage did that? Get Gina Haspel. That get a lot of coverage? Did it? A lot of uh, women say about Gina, she proves that you can grow up to be anything you want. Or will this woman get more coverage than Gina Haspel? Even though Gina Haspel was the first woman director of the CIA. Uh, this is not a place <laughs> that has uh, a problem with recruiting uh, women or anyone else, which is what makes the next ad so damn weird. Here's their new one.
3: I wanted to be a librarian the first time I set foot in a library. I was always a little different, even at that age, and libraries offered a safe, quiet space where I could find tens of thousands of escapes into worlds of fantasy, mystery, and intrigue. After finishing college, I entered the workforce as a middle school librarian, where I was able to bring that dream full circle and match my students with the perfect books. Now I get to experience that same type of fulfillment in a very different way here at CIA. I love my job, because I have no idea what type of research question is coming through the door next. It might be as simple as an HR officer needing to clarify a law, or as complex as an analyst needing to help identify something they saw in a video still. There's something incredibly rewarding about knowing you are having a very real impact of potentially global proportions. As an agency librarian, I work to ensure that our collection and services are matched up with what CIA needs. Not only am I involved in the acquisitions of journals, books, and countless electronic resources, I'm also encouraged to curate special collections that challenge expectation. Recently, I brought in our intelligence gaming collection to give officers unique opportunities to practice skills they need in their various roles. Instead of sitting for hours in front of a computer-based training, they can play a carefully selected game to train a specific set of skills while simultaneously building on the myriad soft skills essential to intelligence work. skills. My favorite thing about CIA is that they encourage the -the out-of-the-box ideas that drive real progress. Growing up gay in a small southern town, I was lucky to have a wonderful and accepting family. I always struggled with the idea that I might not be able to discuss my personal life at work. Imagine my surprise when I was taking my oath at CIA and I noticed a rainbow on then-director Brennan's lanyard, which I later learned was designed by Angle, one of the many employee resource groups here at the agency. I remember being stunned. Since then, however, I've learned that far beyond the resource groups, inclusion is a core value here. Officers from the top down work hard to ensure that every single person, whatever their gender, gender identity, race, disability or sexual orientation, can bring their entire self to work every day. Well, I'm
0: glad the CIA is there for people to work these things out for themselves. And I suppose um If there is huge interest in gay people becoming librarians, the notion that, oh, the CIA is a place I might work may be helpful to them. Uh, It's interesting. I was just doing some back of the envelope note checking. There's a lot more librarians than there are CIA agents uh, in this country. And I could see how the CIA needs librarians just as a law firm does. I don't understand every other part of it. Let's take the gay part, like the female part in the ad before. If we're supposed to think some great new moment has occurred here um, at the CIA because a gay person feels free to speak about being an employee of the CIA as a gay person, again, missed the moment. Missed the moment. You're celebrating a low thing late as you are with the woman CIA agent when we had a CIA director who's a woman. We had a director of National Intelligence who was gay and open about it. He was in Trump's cabinet. His name was Richard Grinnell. You got much to say about him? Do you like him? Do you think he was, uh, you know, he was a, a forward-moving, uh, progressive uh, 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 achievement for our intelligence community? Well, I will tell you something. We conservatives were begging the media to highlight. People like Richard Grinnell and Gina Haspel because we Republicans were ahead of it, far ahead of it. And we didn't put Richard Grinnell there or Gina Haspel there because they were women and gay. If you go back and look at their resumes or listen to Richard Grinnell now, listen to Richard Grinnell now, you will see you are dealing with one of the most capable human beings any government has ever hired. Maybe you will support his candidacy for the governorship of California as a Republican. He having broken so many ceilings as being the first gay member, uh, first member of the gay community to be the head of national intelligence. I'm not going to celebrate a librarian's achievement. I'm sorry. When the director's already done it. I believe in celebrating the worker, and I agree with and support being workers among workers, and maybe someday these people will be the directors, and God bless them. If so, I support all of that. But I'm not going to measure the high in light of the low. I'm going to measure the low in light of the high. And we've already done it and been there. This is so much nonsense. Go kill a terrorist. ...for after the hour brings us our... Long-awaited return of our culture and economy update with John Dombrowski. He of Grand Canyon Planning Associates, founder and president, grandcanyonplanning.com is his website, and his radio show heard every 7 a.m. here, uh, Word on Wealth, uh, on Saturday mornings. John Dombrowski, welcome
1: back. Aloha. Where were you? Hawaii. And what did you do? I just relaxed, played some golf, and did some research. Research. Yes.
0: Research on the best fruit place drink. To go
1: to vaca- good place to go to vacation.
0: Best umbrella <laughs> drink. Best boat drink. Yes, no. Did I had to go to time. the old Magnum P.I. estate. Uh, try and save no, it Higgins, from Barack Higgins Obama. Higgins wouldn't
1: let me in. <laughs>
0: you know, Barack Obama bought it or friends of it bought it. Did he really? Him. I didn't yeah. know
1: he bought
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. This happens. Good things yeah. go bad. Um, John, talk to yeah. me. What, what did we miss while you were gone and you were out vacationing? Republicans headline: Republicans ready to kill the three hundred dollar pandemic unemployment boost. Well, I, I we love didn't... these. I love these. These <laughs> these wonderfully objective headlines.
1: <laughs> I know. I think that was a CNN ready report, to kill
0: three hundred pandemic. Unemployment. Yeah, yeah. Well, how it.
1: about um, let's look at the uh, jobs report? Yeah, which came let's in. do that. Uh, which will kind of give us an indication. You know, there was an expectation uh, of this uh, most recent jobs report for April to be a million new jobs created, uh, with only 266,000 actual jobs that were created. In March, just to give you an example, we had 916,000 jobs created in March. So the difference between March and April was uh, just such a letdown. And... Um, You know what I've been hearing out there, Seth, and I've been talking to different businesses out there who are trying to hire people. No one seems to be able to find anyone to to work. And the challenge is, is that we've got this high unemployment number. uh, But why aren't people out there applying for jobs? It, It just doesn't make sense. Unless, why would I apply for a job if I can sit at home and get paid and not have to even report that I'm trying to look for a job. This is seems to be what's happening out there. And it's a real challenge for small businesses trying to get their doors opened and trying to get the economy back on track. If these small businesses can't find help, they're not going to be able to uh, reopen to the full capacity that they need to.
0: And I wonder if there's a cart horse issue here. If they can't find help, they can't reopen. I wonder if cart horse is at play here, uh, uh, John. Because you know, if you go to the, BL, the Bureau of Labor Statistics and you look at these states and their unemployment rates, and you're, you rightfully mentioned the high unemployment rate, but you know, the worst states. You just came back from the the absolute worst, yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Hawaii, New York, New Mexico. Connecticut, California, District of Columbia, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, Illinois. All of these are above seven. Some are above eight and a half. These are states with the harshest, hardest of lockdowns. They killed their economies.
1: They sure did. And you look at the
0: number one state for employment, it's Nebraska and South Dakota. Surprise, surprise. They have unemployment rates this country would love, 2.9%. Unbelievable. So how about just opening up the damn state and let's see what happens?
1: Yeah, how about – exactly right. Let's let people – you know, even trying to get back into Hawaii, what a challenge it was.
0: I've heard that. Yes.
1: And, uh, you know, we were able to do that. But, uh, you know, here you get your vaccinations. You still have to wear masks. You have to prove that you're, of course, COVID-free by having a test within 72 hours of travel. You've got to carry all this documentation with you. They're doing all sorts of tracing of everybody there on the island. What a, uh, you know, bureaucracy it must be just to trace everything that's going on, uh, even though people are not really going out anywhere, they're staying home. Uh, it it's, it's just doesn't seem to be working, and I know people are frustrated with this. I talked to so many people when I was out there who are basically at the point to where this is ridiculous, they need to just open this up, they need to just let us get back to where we were prior to the pandemic, but... It just seems like more and more restrictions are being, you know, put in place and holding people back from being able to get back out there and uh, do what we, we do, which is to grow our economy.
0: Absolutely right, John. Absolutely right. And, I, you know, I, I think these unemployment benefits have – if you talk to employers, that's how you find out what they're causing, what they're doing yeah. to those hires. The exactly. employers aren't idiots. Let's they talk to them. They can't afford it. No. They
1: cannot afford right. to pay what they're what these people are getting in that's unemployment right. benefits. Right. But the jobs are out there, so that just tells you we don't need to be supplying these additional benefits any longer.
0: I'm glad you're back, John. Did you see any good Me movies too. while you were off?
1: Uh not really. No, I just relaxed and read a little bit. I did get to play some golf.
0: I'll tell you some really sad news. A listener listening to us just emailed me and said that Magnum Pi Estate—it was demolished yeah. three years ago.
1: Oh no! Yeah. Well, there was a golf course I wanted to play that was also had a business because of COVID.
0: Okay, that's it. We're never going to Hawaii yep. again.
1: Yeah. Ever. Securities and advisory services offered the Client One Securities LLC, a member of FINRA/SIPC, and investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and client one Securities LLC and not affiliated. Thank you. Sir. Just just
0: as I start talking boycott, you want to get rid of and go? You <laughs> no. Just want to hang no. Up.
1: But I, I don't want to. Seth wants to
0: boycott a state. Now we're boycott just gonna start state. talking about Finner and Sipek. <laughs> John, it's good to have you back.
1: I am looking forward to tomorrow.
0: Can't wait. I'm Seth 508 six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero is your number. I'm here and we'll be back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. I want to do a shout-out to my producer, Bill, who really maneuvered on some quick stuff today. Did a great job. Well done, Bill. Uh, Nothing like uh, firing on all pins. But we're going to improve our operations on a going-forward basis here. We're going to have you start carrying around a little notebook, a little memo pad. Because we have all these ideas in pre-show that we – Sometimes forget to write down, and they're good ideas. We should write them down. So as R.B. Graves said, take a letter, Billaria. Take a letter. Donna is in Phoenix. Hi, Donna.
4: Hi, Seth. This is the second time I'm able to speak to you. I'm thrilled again.
0: Well, I'm thrilled you did too. Thank you.
4: Well, I have a little different perspective on unemployment. Could I give you a little background first? I would love that. I'm self-employed hairdresser for the majority of my life here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I did do corporate work for quite a while, but the majority of my life, I've been a hair uh, salon owner. And here in Arizona, we have suites, beauty suites.
0: Yes, I've been to those. Yes, I understand what we're talking about. Let me explain it to the listener. You correct me if I'm wrong. There's a suite of offices, and you each have uh, anything from a small suite, a small office, uh, something a few hundred square feet, 500 maybe, 600 maybe more, and you all uh, work next to each other, and people can go and probably pick among 10 hairstylists, right? Something like that?
4: Yeah, you know, single, you know, big enough for one. Yeah. Or you you have one or two chairs
0: out. in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: The rents go anywhere from 250 to over 300 a week. So I've only collected from unemployment once in my life during the blizzard of 77 in Buffalo, New York. So this year with COVID, it was really hard because... Um, I stayed home for the five weeks, but Governor Ducey let us get back right away, and I went back right away. That, that
0: was my question. Thank you for doing that, Donna. How long were you shut down by order of the state? About a month and I mean, a half? it was like
4: five weeks. Okay. I think it was just five weeks. Okay. So I did collect the money. I didn't even know how to do it on the computer. Yeah. But w- what I'm getting to is this. So since, and I've been dying to call you, it's a little lengthy, but it might help. We still have clients. Scared to death to come in. I had a client call yesterday that hasn't. Well, two. They haven't been in for almost a year coming up because of COVID. They let their hair go. They're afraid to go out. They just got their vaccines. Now they're ready to venture out. So you have to keep that in mind. People are still afraid to go out. Uh, Whether or not you agree with masks, no masks, whatever the case may be. I wear one because the clients are terrified of some of them if I don't. Others, are you, uh,
0: by the way, I, I was curious about this. Do you, uh, are you uh, instructed or, or ordered? Is there an order that makes you wear a mask right now in your office?
4: Um, I think pretty much not through the state of, I mean, not through state board cosmetology, uh, but. And Governor Ducey doesn't order it. Right, it's but more, I thought that so. Inside. So,
0: what I thought the governor did was he made it illegal for state for cities, and municipalities to enforce it. So, you have the ability Correct. to do what you want since Correct. you're the owner, right?
4: Correct. Got and it. I'm, a, I'm the owner of the suite, and the owner of the building that owns the building isn't requiring Good. Okay. a mask inside. Okay. So, right. so, you wear it suspicion. for the comfort
0: of your customers, which makes sense I to me. I do. I get that. Me, I get it.
4: Yeah. So, but I want to share this very important, okay, I am older, I'm going to be full, I'm a diehard cons- no, conservative, I'm a patriot, I love our country, I love our capitalist system. So, but I need to supplement my income. I'm going to be 71 this year, I'm still working full time, okay, and my business is down, I'm self-supporting, and I... I want a part-time job to supplement what I have because my customer base has changed dramatically. And people are, you know, want to be in the salon less time, not more. You know, it's backwards. Used to be they want to relax, go get their hair done the spot, blah, 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 blah. No more.
0: Oh, we- you just said a lot there, Donna. You have explained something to every man that they never knew to even <laughs> ask. You know, a guy goes – you, Donna, oh my gosh. You just betrayed your gender with a – you said the quiet part out loud. A guy goes in to get a haircut. He can't wait to get out. In fact, I will tell you, when guys compare barbers – one of the things a question will ask is how talkative is he? Because we don't like sitting there listening to it. We want to get in and get out. You man. just explained to every man what the chick situation is with these things. They want to spend time them. there. They want to yeah. be in that sewing circle and coffee clutch, don't they?
4: Pampered.
0: Uh, ha! Now we know why they're always late for dinner.
4: I could, you know, I could talk all day. We oh, yeah, you told a lot. You said you
0: know, a lot there. You're good. We're, the you,
4: phone calls while I'm doing their hair. This was like, better I'll than any male
0: female home. hour. We just learned so much more in that the, one comment.
4: The guys are calling like, "When are you coming home?" I'm like, "Tell them to nuke something." Got it.
0: I understand <laughs> now. Now, okay. So
4: here's the point of my yeah. calling you. Yeah. I applied for a hostess job at a local restaurant, of which I love their food. The problem I'm having is they won't guarantee days, and they won't guarantee hours.
0: Restaurants Meaning, are so, yeah, it's so hard with I, restaurants, I know.
4: Well, not just that, but any place. Yeah. Even I'll even tell you, the hair supply. Um,
0: okay, all right, I think I get it, but the point is this. You tell me if I'm wrong. The point is this, isn't it, Donna? It's uncertainty.
4: It is. Right. It's either I, I quit doing what I'm doing, right. thinking it's never going to get better, and go get a job at the beauty supply house which right. I would love to do because yeah. I've been in this business forever. Yeah. But um but they won't guarantee me right. a job. Because everyone is time uncertain.
0: Time or, everyone doesn't know how long this is gonna Right, All right. You All
4: know right. what it's called? Right. Business needs. So now how am I gonna how am I gonna quit my job and get something better?
0: No, you can't. And and you know, the other sad thing here is that you can't trade in and no one can, you know, benefit from less years of experience. I mean your experience is is what makes, you know, your brand, your experience and excellence obviously. And uh, look, this is my complaint about our society. I understand you have nervous customers. I blame the government and the culture for making them nervous. I as I blame the government and culture for creating uncertainty in the marketplace, as I blame the government more than the culture for all of this, Donna. I really do. Yeah, and it's no mistake to... that Hawaii and New York have 9% unemployment, and South Dakota, which has less industry, by the way, has 2.9% unemployment. Yeah, I have There's a ju- just no mystery Hawaii,
4: to that. In Hawaii right now, she yep. goes, she's with me a few months. She was telling me how hard it yep. is. Yeah. She got her vaccines, and she's got to stay at home for yep. two weeks and but I just want you to know that also Arizona's unemployment, just so I don't know if you're aware of this, okay? Um, you can get $117 a week up to 249 Now, get this. I am sorry to tell you this. The, they never instructed us self-employed how to fill it out online. I could have deducted my expenses for the business. I never knew that. Oh, my there goodness were, gracious.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. it's
4: not on there anyway. There were weeks that I lost unemployment benefits. But you can you can earn up to one dollar of your legal allotment of unemployment for that week and still get what's left and then the whatever the federal government is giving us. So it's not as easy as people think, oh, they're just staying home collecting. I understand
0: that, Donna. I understand (laughs) that. And you're not the normal either. And and you're not the norm either, to be fair to you. Keep us posted though. No, no. Keep us keep us posted. This is wonderful. I'm the one
4: that called you about the uh, why do we allow um, liberals and, well, really strange political views to run for office Uh, in our country.
0: I know. That was a great discussion. (laughs) I'd love to reengage it. And I didn't know you were in Buffalo in the 70s. You were probably voting for Jack Kemp as your congressman.
4: I remember that, yes. Mm -hmm. We loved him. (laughs) How fun.
0: Love you, Donna. Stay close. This was helpful. Very Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Dana, who is the proud mother of three new babies. Welcome, Chandler. Dana and Chandler.
5: Thank you. Yes, we had a very exciting morning around Tell, tell here. us we about the three babies. babies. Tell us
0: about the three have, babies.
5: Okay, we have three new baby boys born at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and a surprise third that was born at 9 a.m. You we thought didn't you had two.
0: Parents. You emailed me, you had two, and then you go, correction, three.
5: Yeah, well, my vet said a week ago when we took her x-ray, he counted two spines and there were two puppies.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: so, you know, they're even fallible, believe it or not.
0: Yeah, 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 they sure So, yeah,
5: can't... and everybody's healthy and good weight and nursing, and Mama is a brand spanking new Mama, and she's fabulous. Good. Um, I just, I don't know how I get so lucky, Seth. I get so damn lucky all yeah, the time.
0: I know. Anyone who owns a dog asks themselves how did they get so lucky, right?
5: yeah, but this is like multiples. I don't deserve all this good uh, luck.
0: yeah, you do, yeah you do. yeah you do no, you're doing good stuff I don't, now now give me some bad I, news you're good at you're good at good so, and bad. Give me the good and bad.
5: So what Donna was talking about just now with you about the uncertainty and and the masks and people venturing out and when my daughter went back to school after an entire year of being online, um we you know we were told they would you know, wear masks as long as the mandate was there and they would social distance, you know, that kind of stuff. And if someone tested positive, they would be out of school for 21 days. They would quarantine for 21 days. Well, apparently the bar has been changed yet again because the masks were still mandatory. However, parents could sign waivers and opt their children out of them. So, of course, I opted out and and my child had a waiver and I said, you know, I will take responsibility. So she had not been wearing a mask. Well, lo and behold, this past weekend, they got a positive case. And this morning, the hammer went down. Every kid's back in a mask. Every kid is socially distanced. There will be no waivers accepted unless they're from medical doctors. Um, They told us that the waivers that we have signed are no good anymore. You know, and it's it's the uncertainty, not just for the adults, but the uncertainty and what we are doing to these kids. And just the moment they're gaining some kind of freedom, one case in one school
0: now has now, completely now, now wait, upended... Now, now wait for it everything. to happen at a summer camp. Gosh, Donna. I mean, Dana. Gosh. Oscar Wilde said uh, children begin by loving their parents. As they grow older, they judge them. Sometimes they'll even forgive them. This generation will have much to forgive, Dana. By the way, on Donna... We have listeners who want to use her as their hairdresser. Donna, call back. We'll send you some clients. I love that. I love that. Someone's hurting. Someone's willing to help. Call us back, Donna. We'll put out your information. I'm Seth. Brandon Weikert up next.